Hello and welcome to this episode of the Daily Walk Heaven Words podcast. I'm Father Stanislaw and I'm so happy that I can share the word with you. This year we see what it means to be baptized and how we are supposed to live in the world, our true vocation to follow Jesus. Let's open our hearts and minds to welcome the word of God and we begin with prayer. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, who govern all things, both in heaven and on earth, mercifully hear the pleading of your people and bestow your peace on our times. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. John was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched, Jesus walked by, and he said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard what he said and followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come, and you will see. So they went and saw where Jesus was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard John and followed Jesus. He first found his own brother, Simon, and told him, we have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. Then he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of the Lord. We are taking another step in our journey, and we are at the beginning, we are entering the, this is the second Sunday in Ordinary Time, so after the beautiful contemplation of God's love for us during the Christmas season, last week we celebrated uh, the baptism of the Lord, and now we are following Jesus. And of course, the liturgy turned, and there is, we are using green, which makes us, uh, reminds us that is ordinary time. There is nothing ordinary about this time. The word ordinary refers to the fact that we are following the life of Jesus in an orderly way, okay? Order refers to a unit, it's a unit of uh, a measurement, it's a measurement unit. So that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna follow the life of Jesus. And this year, as I told you, uh, we are going to follow Jesus by, as we read the Gospel of Mark. And yet, today, we get the Gospel of John. Did I lie to you? No. Because the Gospel of Mark is very short, so it doesn't fit the whole thing. So, the liturgist, in order to keep the, 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 the year balanced, um, filled in the gap with the Gospel of John. But the idea behind, the theology behind, actually, the reading two Gospels, it enriches us to understand the story even better. All right, so last Sunday, celebrating the baptism of the Lord, 
we have understood that it was a pivotal, very important moment in the life of Jesus because we have seen that that um, event stands between what happened before and what happened later. What happened before made us understand that God allows us to get closer to him by attracting us, by allowing us to get closer to him. Now we see that Jesus also, God also relates to us by the way he reaches out to us. Okay? So always keep this in mind. And as I shared last time, I do this sometimes also to examine my conscience. When I feel that in my spiritual life there is not the growth that I'm supposed to experience at a particular time, I do an examination of conscience and say, is something an impediment on my way to be attracted? Am I not responding to what God is doing by attracting me to Jesus, or am I not actually asking Jesus to come to me? So it's usually one of the two, or sometimes in my case, both, because I'm really good at it. So um, now we see, uh, so the, the, the feast of the baptism uh, allowed us, as we contemplated, as we looked at the story of Jesus, to understand what God is doing for us, in us, and through us. Especially, we reflected on our baptism. This wonderful gift that allows us to experience life in a completely different way. Baptism tells us that God relates to us first and foremost for who we are, not for what we do. Who we are comes first. So, we see that as we looked at the baptism of Jesus, Jesus went down into the water as and is as he came up. He saw heavens being torn open. The, the spirit descended on him. And then he heard the voice. You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. The same happens to all of us. Baptism, we, it's, it's a, certainly a, it's a sacrament of membership. Because God adopts us as members of his household. He adopts us so that he can be our father. Did he go? Did it explode? Your brain exploded? Yeah. So okay, God loves us so much that I say, I am so well pleased with you that I really want you to be part of my family. And that paperwork happens at baptism. Where he puts a mark on our souls and says, you are mine. And whenever we approach God, the very first thing that he sees is that mark. Like, you're mine. It doesn't matter what you did. We can deal with what you did. But don't forget this. You are my child. So, um, but baptism is also a sacrament of death and resurrection. The word baptizo means to dunk, meaning allow somebody to go down into the water and let him out. The water is also a symbol of death, symbol of chaos. And therefore, we live out our baptism whenever we let go, by choice, out of love, because that's who we are. We let go of our selfish desires, selfish um, way of thinking and acting. And only in that way, as we go up, we can experience the resurrection. We can experience the Christian life, which is why we do all that we do. So baptism, last week, reminded us that we are children of God. So now our identity, our quote-unquote new name, the way God calls us now, is child of God. You're a child of God, you're a child of God, child of God, child of God, child of God. Child of God. And are you a child of God only here? 
is not a trick question. Uh, is that, uh, is that, yes, you are a child of God here, but are you a child of God only when we are in church? No. When you get in the parking lot, that's when you are a child of God also. And then you go to the supermarket, child of God also. You go to wherever you go, child of God. When you go to your uh, house, you are a child of God. Why? Because baptism impacts who we are. And we are everywhere we go. Amen? Okay. So let's keep that in mind because this idea of changing names shows up here too. Okay? You remember, um, probably if you ever met a, uh, a nun or a brother or a monk or a, a religious priest, they used on the day of they would do vows, they would take their vows, they would receive a new name. And in men, why? Was it their name good enough? It's the idea that also happens in the Bible, that at one point God intervenes and changes your name. Sometimes a little bit by adding a, a new vowel in there. Like you remember, Abraham was his name was changed into Abraham, Sarai into Sarah. Sounds alike, but there was a little change that God added something more. Now we see that too for all of us. But when we change our name, when somebody changes our name, it means that we have been given not only a new identity, but that identity needs to become real has to be realized. We have to become our name, if that makes sense. So what happens? We are called child of God. What are we supposed to do? Act as child, children of God. We have to make that name real. And that's what the next step that we are taking this week. We are children of God. We are members of the family. But what do we do? Do we spend time watching television and the family of God? No, we go out there and we follow Jesus. That's who a Christian is. Someone who understands who he or she is and go. Why? Well, in the gospel today, we get this beautiful, incredibly beautiful proclamation that Andrew gives to his brother, Simon, who will be known as Peter. And what happens? He goes, well, first of all, what's, what's going on? Uh, the, the, the scene begins with this moment in which John the Baptist is, do, is baptizing, you remember? And what is he doing? He's looking. That word in English doesn't highlight very much what he's doing. But he's looking. In the Greek, the word is look with such intensity that he goes past the superficial layer of what when we relate to one another you know some people really have a way of reading us it re they really get us they really know who we are at the core that's what he's doing he's looking and all of a sudden he realizes he understands who jesus is and what what happens he changes jesus's name he says that is the lamb of god he doesn't call him Jesus, right? He changes his name. Why? Because that's what Jesus is going to do. So, the disciples get it. They get it immediately. They didn't say, I'm sorry, John, what did you say? I mean, uh, is that, you know, can we talk about it? Well, Lamb of God, should we have lamb chop? What are you talking about? But they understood the symbol immediately. And the Lamb of God reminded them that the Lamb of the story of Easter, the Passover, Exodus, how can you not remember that story for a Jewish person? It's the most important night. 
And what happened? They, let, they cooked the lamb, and they had to use the, the blood of that lamb to put, place it on the door so that the angel of death would pass over that house and would not kill them. You remember the story we saw the movie, I think. I don't know. I hope so. It's somewhere. Uh, so what happens is that Lamb of God, okay, this is the guy who is going to save us, to bring us to salvation, but he's also the one whose blood is going to give us freedom from death. That's the symbol. Okay, so what happens? They, they go, okay, and they leave John, and they follow Jesus. And it's kind of funny because Jesus is walking, and these two guys are behind him. I'm sure, you know, they're like, and um, at one point, Jesus stops and turns around, and he goes, what's going on? And Jesus actually gives them a very important question. Do you remember during Lent, we followed two questions that the Pharisees gave to John the Baptist? Who are you, and what do you say for yourself? And this, those two questions helped us to enter into the mystery of Christmas. This question that Jesus gives them and us will help us to understand what this year is going to be about. Jesus says, what are you looking for? What do you want? Now, they had to answer. And they said, uh, where are you staying? Okay. And the idea would be, you see, they're trying to pinpoint. They're trying to say, you know, where is your headquarters? And Jesus would have said, it's at St. John the Baptist Church, downtown Newark. It could be. That's what he looks. But that's not what he says. He says, come and follow. Come and see. Okay? Why? Because Christianity is dynamic. We move. We just don't go to place. One place, and that's done. Christianity, we go somewhere. We always follow Jesus. And we follow Jesus wherever he goes. And as disciples, we do whatever he does. He, we say whatever he says. We love whomever he loves. And we do it in the way he did it. That's what it means to be a disciple. So, they off they go, they spend time with him, and now how can you keep that to yourself? He's, I, Andrew goes home and finds Simon and says, we have found the Messiah. Right? Come on, they were waiting for the Messiah to come. The Messiah is the one who would fulfill every expectation, all hopes, the one who will bring peace, the one who will bring meaning to what they were doing. So Simon goes and that, uh, uh, Andrew goes and says, we have found the Messiah. And Peter goes, did you notice know doesn't do anything? Like this. All right, took you by, uh, you know. And <clears throat> what happens, uh, Andrew doesn't want to argue with him, obviously. What does he do? He does what we should do with every single person we encounter, with every single person we know. We don't present our religion, our uh, experience, by arguing. We don't win, especially in this culture. We argue about anything and everything, whether it exists or not, we make it up, we argue about that. We knew that the Pope was uh, um, publishing a new encyclical, people already didn't like it. <laughs> like, my God, did you read it? No, but I don't like it. Maybe there was gift of prophecy there. We don't know. But you see, sometimes we argue about everything. So we don't present Christ as an argument. What do we do? We do what Andrew did. I present an experience. 
I have found the one who fulfills my heart. I have found the one who gives me peace. I have found the one who makes me live in harmony. I have found the Messiah. That is the great message that we share with the people out there. We don't argue with it. We just say, hey, that's what I'm experiencing. You want to experience too? Come and say. And believe me, we have openings, so they can come and say. So, do you understand? Now, we can found the Messiah because the Messiah allowed himself to be found. And we realize that we found the Messiah because he found us first. Because he loves us. Okay. So now Peter doesn't say a word. He goes to Jesus. And what does Jesus do? The text says that Jesus looked at him. Again, the same verb. Look intently, with such intensity that he was able to see who Peter, with Simon, was. And he says, you are Simon, but from now on you will be called Cephas. Peter. Peter means rock. Peter also means hard-headed. I feel very comfortable with that. Because, okay, well. So, now we'll see, it's a new identity. You, the, I told you about, watch out about the names. There are people changing names, changing identity, because that's who we are as children of God. We heard today that we are worth, we have been purchased at the price. What is the price? The price is the blood of Jesus. We are so precious, you are so precious to God, that God is saying, I am so pleased with you. I love you so much that that's how much I love you. God loves us to death. God loves you to death. And he means it. And he says, I want you to be part of my family, and that's what I'm going to call you, child of God. And I'm going to call you child of God, beloved child of God. Not just a generic child of God. It's beloved child of God. And I'm going to call you that until the end. But in order for you to live out this reality, you have to make the choice. The Messiah found you. Do you want to found the Messiah? Do you want to be found? Do you want him to be the one who fulfills all your desires? And what are you looking for for this year? What can you focus on this year as you follow Jesus in this ordinary time, Lent, Easter, and the rest of the year? What is your response? That's what we have to spend time this week entering into the mystery of God's love for us and say, this is my desire. I know you're giving me this wonderful gift, and that's what my need is. Let's work it together so that we can be children of God. As we continue to pray, we want to thank the Lord that once again he's reminding us of who we are. And he's inviting us to act out. Make sure that we live our baptism. Every time something comes from the world, from the way we think, television, news, everything is out there. We make the choice of following Jesus. We make the choice of letting go in order to take the life of the resurrection. And how do we know if we are going in the right direction? If we behave more and more like Jesus. If the love that we have for one another becomes ever stronger. That is the greatest gift that we can give each other. That is the greatest way in which we can support each other 
that's the only way in which we can witness to the world that whatever we believe and celebrate here is true and is life-changing because this is what God is doing for us, with us, and through us. And with a renewed heart, we bring to the Lord our willingness to say, here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. I hope you felt inspired by the gospel to say yes to live out your baptismal call, your new name as a disciple of Jesus. I'll, uh, I'll, I want you to know that I will continue to pray with you. And uh, no matter where I will be, some of you know that uh, I will not be in the parish for uh, some up um, upcoming months. But I will try to share with you the word no matter where I am. God bless and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.